When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 at the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Uh, happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. The big man, Howard Cross, with me. I am John Schmelk. The phone number for you is 201-939-4513. Pearson is out on a shoot, big-timing us with Eli Manning somewhere. Wow. Big-timing us. He says, Howard Schmelk, <laughs> Eli needs me. I'll see y'all later. Uh, so we'll be taking your calls today, but we'll be taking them blind. So same old routine, folks. You'll get put on hold. We heard a click. That means you're on the air. And then we'll ask you who you are, and we'll bring you on the air. Uh, right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. This is our final program of the week. We're off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as we head into the bye, and we get nice. to recharge our batteries. Uh, not all of us are Paul Dettino, which who has endless energy and doesn't know how to recharge <laughs> anything because he's charged no coffee, 24 no hours nothing. today. Just, just Paul. Just natural Paul Dettino <laughs> energy. Um, but we are off the next three days. We'll enjoy ourselves. Uh, we'll have a couple of giant subtle podcasts going up. I just recorded a writer's roundtable or reporter's roundtable because Kim Jones was on it. Uh, we're going to have Joe Shane with Sean O'Hara as well later on in the week. So make sure you stay tuned to the Giants Little Podcast. We will have some content for you to uh, kind of get your Giants fix over the next five days. And we'll be back on Monday with our show at the normal time. Howard, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, John. How are you doing? Good. Um, I guess we should do quickly on, on the Seahawks game before we kind of look at a big picture thing here. Uh, your general thoughts on, on the Giants loss to Seattle. Uh. You know, I thought that it was a tough game for them. I thought that they were going to – I was expecting a little bit of a tougher game. You know, going out to uh, – you know, we had a couple long trips, and then we got home. We got got to go to Jacksonville and play Jacksonville. But you had a, a long trip, Jacksonville, and then another long trip. I was thinking, like, the gas was starting to run out and a couple more injuries. It was going to be a little harder. I, I was like – everybody's like, oh, you just got to keep it close. I'm like, you need a break somewhere, and this is a good time for a break. Yeah, I agree. Everyone in the locker room after the game was like, oh, man, this buy's coming at the right time. I mean, it wasn't even the asking about it. They, like, brought it up on their own. That's how you know, oh, yeah, these guys need to get a little yeah, bit of a breather that, here. That, that's a lot of games in a row. It is. Yeah. And and two long trips, the London trip, then the yeah. Seattle trip. So yeah. uh, it has not been easy. In terms of the game itself, Howard, I mean, look, to me, Seattle was the first team that really – I'm not going to say took him out of the game, but limited Saquon Barkley's effectiveness. He only had 60 rushing yards. But even mm-hmm. more important than that, they did take Daniel Jones's legs out of the game for the most part. Yeah, they they, 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 they game plan that out. Well, they said on they said on the the play like it, the way to beat or to try to stop or like when we did in college and 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 any other other level of football is like, hey, look, your responsibility is the quarterback, meaning the end guy or or the guy playing the widest guy. So if that's your responsibility, you got to take him. Every time, it's it's not like you have to give up on like diving down to try to stop the running back. You have to stop the quarterback. So they had a guy waiting for that the entire game, and you could see it. And they and they just yeah, Bruce Irvin basically just went right upfield. Yeah, so how about I'll, the time when he tackled Daniel Jones in the and, Saquon? Yeah, because he's he's in he's in the position the entire time. It's like his, his his position, like they taught they taught that. Like Carl Banks did that too. Uh, I guess it was Danny White back in the day. Oh, did he really? And, and took him out of the game totally. And then, okay, the birth of Troy Aikman. So it's kind of like what happened. Yeah, and I thought, you know, the Giants had trouble coming up with answers once once that kind of didn't work, Howard. And that comes back to, you know, Slayton had a couple nice plays. He had mm-hmm. a couple third and long mm-hmm. conversions and stuff like that. But 
You know, they only their only touchdown came on a drive where they recovered the fumble from Tyler mm-hmm. Lockett on on the two yard line. They couldn't really either sustain those long drives or create enough of those chunk plays to score enough points, and, yeah, and, and that's kind of where it ended. Yeah, it was a lot of three and outs early, and that, that kind of hurt them hurt them a lot. I think also that you know they they if you can't you know you got to be looking at the ideal that that you have eight sometimes nine guys in the box within ten within eight yards of the line of scrimmage. That's that's tough, and then they're pressing the receivers on the outside. They're like, hey, look. One one of these guys is gonna, past us. Yeah, one of these guys is gonna have to beat us. So like and, and we're gonna stand inside of him so we can't you're not gonna throw it in the middle of the field or give him a free run. Let's see what happens. And you know, Slayton's been the guy so far that's been able to get over get open. Um Wendell is, is he can probably get open, but it depends on where he is on the field when you throw the ball to him because he's not the biggest guy. So if he's running him, you know, a longer route, so you're not gonna be able to throw the ball down the field with him because the guy that's trailing him has the angle on the ball, even though he'd have to help be at you know four or five yards in front of him for it to come down properly. If he's right on him, that's not a, he's not open. So that's that's something you got to think about. You know, and I'll tip my cap to the Giants' defense, Howard. Excuse me. Talk about some of the good stuff that happened in the game. You know, Leonard Williams had been back for a couple weeks. He looked like Leonard Williams yeah. in that game. He was all over the field. Tom and Fox made a couple really good plays, yep. setting the edge and. They, aside from that one Kenneth Walker run, which, yeah. by the way, the only reason it worked is because Leonard Williams got so much penetration, Walker had to go the opposite the way exactly. that the way the play was designed. Exactly. That exactly. he scored the touchdown. But besides that, they, they, yeah, he's they a hell of a back. They shut him down. Yeah, they shut everything down. They, they did a good job. I, you know, my whole fear was in the game is like, hey, you know, once the big guy plays <laughs> out there, receiver, if he's out there, because the whole time it's like, oh, he's got a tweak knee. I'm like, okay, so now they only have one receiver. That I mean, that they have more than one receiver. But I'm like, no, I know what you mean. You know what yep. mean? Like we got a, we got a better shot now. So even though everybody's tired, defending the one guy is easy. Defending two of those guys, it's going to be a little tougher than than we than we can help hope for. And it, you know, for the most of the game, it looked pretty good. But a couple of times it's like, okay, he's big. <laughs> it's like you know, it's gonna it's gonna work. Yeah, and you know they 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 missed a couple shots to DK Metcalf deep. One, Fabian Moreau got his hand in late yeah. and kind of you know didn't let him catch it. Seattle thought it was pass interference. Yeah. Um, then you had the other play. Gino airmailed it to, to Metcalf down the sideline, and then and, and the drop, and then Lockett had the drop. drop right, the drop. He was like, that was a walk-in two, touchdown. Two yards ahead of the uh, defender. Yeah, he does it. So that was like, a walk-in touchdown. Yeah. it happens. But yeah. look, here's the bottom line. If I told anybody, including you, Howard, that they were 6-2 and two heading into the bye this year, you would have signed your name on a sheet of paper and said, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Very happy. Absolutely. Let's rock and roll. And you're not going to win every game. Look, you, you're just not. And they had played close games all year. This ended up being a two-score game when all was said and done. Mm-hmm. But a couple balls and plays that have gone their way in prior games just didn't happen to go their a couple, way in this couple game. couple fumbles that, that, you know. Hey, you know what? That's a great that, point. That, Bring that, those you, up, please. You, you can't, you can't look at it without, you know, looking at it for what it was. And, like, and 100% uh, right. Richie James fumbled James, two punts. James is a, is a good player for us and has been doing pretty well. But, you know, when the defense goes three and out and then stop them cold and they punt the ball to you, you have to secure the ball. You can't, whatever reason he had, unfortunately, you know, he even got a concussion in this last, last one, hit. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can't fumble the ball. You know, those two opportunities, the one was three points. I don't know what the other one turned out to be, but it just it just messed everything up. And this is going to be – this is a team, Howard, where it's going to be hard to overcome giving the ball to the other team in those disadvantageous Yeah, especially positions. when they're throwing the ball deep every other play. Like, you know, you're, you're getting fortunate where – uh, a, 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 you know, a guy who almost might make the Pro Bowl drops the ball. Okay, cool. That's your that's your break in the game. That's that's your break. That's the turnover almost for you. Uh, the other guy, that Metcalf, is getting the p- passes defended. That's breaks in the game. These passes are like 30, 40 yards downfield, and you're blocking them, and he's, they're dropping them. Hey, that's good. Now you punt. You gotta secure the punt. You got to. So that 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 hurt us. That that hurt the team. Uh, set things back, kind of like take you all out of flow, and you got to try to figure it out. All right, now what's top of mind for you here, Howard? And we'll get to your calls again. I'll start screening. I have one person on hold. I got two open lines, folks. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Again, no screener today, so I'm just going to put you on hold. You hold the program, and that's how you know that you are in fact in line <laughs> to uh, to get on the show. Um, your kind of thoughts: nine games remaining. Things either you're worried about, you're most concerned with, you're excited about. Just overall thoughts as we head into the bye here. A little self scout. 
nine weeks into the year? Nine weeks into the year, you know, you got a whole week here, and I and I don't know how to how to you know bye week works anymore. I, I'm assuming they're here a few days or. I think the players might be Connor. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. like the the bye week has changed a lot since mm-hmm. when I played. So now these guys can just leave and go on vacation or do whatever. Maybe they go to the Bahamas or something. What was the bye week in Howard Cross's day like? Uh, we practiced. Uh, we we came in on Monday, uh, watched film Tuesdays. We were you know official off day in the NFL that uh, back for everyone, and then on Wednesday we went through a light practice and we were off Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So similar, that's similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that, that's just, that's the closest we could get to it. Uh, and if we didn't have a good good, wasn't having a good season, we would practice hard Wednesday, and then we'd you know be off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you would be getting your flight like Thursday morning or something because you couldn't recover from practice. So it was, it was pretty rough, but. Top of mind, first things first, Nick Gates looked uh, amazing when he was in the game. I was very happy for him. Uh, he was a definite spark for the team. Uh, I think that his his injection into the offense, like I said, he was on a pitch count, I think, this week. He'll be probably on a pitch count the next couple of weeks. It's good for him to get into a game. I think he had five offensive snaps as yeah. a tackle eligible. Yeah, so so it's good for him to get into the game. Get some reps, test it, you know, test his strength. Get used to being back out there. But when he was out there, he was, whew, he was rolling over, dude. Yeah, he moved that dude right out of the lane <laughs> on the Barkley touchdown. Yeah, run. so so that's good. Uh, yeah, five snaps on offense, three on special. Yeah, teams. and then then health wise, uh, trying to get as many guys as healthy as possible for this last week. I don't who, know who are the most important guys that that you think they need to get back. Holy smokes! The you got Neil Bredesen, Bellinger. Um, not gonna be back. Not gonna be back. Not gonna be back. <laughs> like, like, you just gotta get the guys who are nicked up. Who am I missing? I'm trying yeah, to but, think. But, but, but Ojolari, that's another guy. Yeah, the guys that are nicked up, not the guys that are hurt. We know they're not gonna be back next week, right? There are gonna be some guys that they, they can make some great strides this week while they're off. You know, they they you know guys that are injured. I don't know if they get to go home. They have to get rehab every day, trying to get get better, to get ready to get back. But if they if they go home, they go home. They got to find somewhere at home to give them rehab every day to get better, so they can get back. You know, the health of the players that can come back, that's going to be probably the biggest factor. Uh, the offensive lineman, if you can get everybody healthy, so you can start trying to figure out how you're going to do this for the rest of the season. Uh, Galladay, you know, I know everybody kind of in and out on him, but if he can come back and have you know contribute. You know he can contribute in a lot of different ways, but can come back and contribute. Uh, he wants to be a part of some of this. This, this that would be extremely, extremely helpful. Uh, in the secondary, trying to get all get get as many of those guys as healthy as possible because you're going to need every last one of them. Uh, giving big, big Williams a chance to you know rest that elbow, rest that knee, and everything. Because like I said, he looked like himself in the game, but it'd be nice for him to be be able to do that for the rest of the season. And the only way to do that is with some rest. So everybody like that, just, that's probably the biggest thing. And then after that, you know, coaches are going to be sitting around thinking about, okay, what's our next phase of this defense and what's our next phase of this offense? Because those are going to be the two biggest things. And no offense to Richie James, I'd be interviewing returners within the within the ranks to see who could be the, the next punt returner. Yeah, you have guys in the house that yeah. can do that. Darnie Holmes has done it. Wando Robinson has done it. So there yeah. are guys. Yeah, so you're going to have to figure that out. I mean, I'm, and, I'm, and again, don't want to be taking the ball out of his hands and everything, but I got to, like, consider it. I got to, like, it's like, okay, so what do we do now? Like, one time, I get. Two times? And he had one earlier in their season. Yeah, you, I got to start thinking about things. So those are the things I'd be thinking about trying to sure up. Like, again – so far, so good with everything. You know, uh, I'd be looking at opportunities to score earlier. You know, faster I, starts. Right? Yeah, uh, I'd be looking at. Okay, let's start thinking about what's the what's the most effective plays we have against eight and nine guys in the box. I need tw- ten to twenty plays that we can run just against that. You know, and they, they can't all be short passes. You gotta make teams pay for doing that, yeah, right? Yeah, you got you gotta like, okay, we're gonna take you we're gonna stick it right up there at you a couple times. You know, it's actually funny you mentioned mm-hmm. that Howard. Second play of the game, it was after a six yard gain on first down on an RPO, I think. Mm-hmm. They were on a play action, I think it was twelve personnel. Yep. Um, just a two man route. Mm-hmm. That was the play where we were joking over the IFB. Big Al Woods gets penetration, the oh, huge yeah. guy. The, the and he kinda huge like guy. And, and, and he's he, bigger than his table. And it, <laughs> 
and he makes Daniel Jones move, and then he's just like, oh, I'm not chasing him. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I, I'm that, too big. That was the funniest play, <laughs> maybe in all of football. He blows up the entire offensive line, at least that wide. He gets in the backfield, and Daniel doesn't even run from him. He just, moves a little bit. He shuffles away from him slightly. <laughs> and he goes, oh, he's too far away now. <laughs> Really? Well, I'm going back to the huddle. Y'all I, get him. <laughs> and by the way, on tape, it looked the exact same way. It was very funny. Anyway, but if, if when I when I watched the, the the video of the game going back, and you see the old 22, mm-hmm. they had a shot play on that. Yeah, Marcus mm-hmm. Williams had run ran like a deep. Not, but I always keep, I keep calling Marcus Marcus Johnson. 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 Right? I don't know why I keep calling him Marcus Williams. He runs a deep flag route. He kind of goes towards the middle and then flags back out towards the sideline. Mm-hmm. Safety probably. You know, it was a really big window there. Mm-hmm. That could have been a really big chunk play if, if, where was if Daniel Big lo- Al. Where was Daniel looking? He was looking in that direction. He was looking at him. Mm-hmm. And you think because that big guy kind of like caused a light to go out on that side of the field that you it scared him a little bit? Oh, no, no, no. He he was about to wind up to make the throw, and then he saw a big man coming at him. No. He's like, oh, I got to get out of the way. Yeah, you, I, wouldn't want, I wouldn't want that guy even – not his body weight, just his arm weight falling on and you. And then by the time he shifted and he reset, the safety had made his mm-hmm. way over there a little bit, mm-hmm. and the window had closed. But that was, okay. I think – I was just brought that up because I thought that was one of those kind yeah. of plays you would try to use against those heavy fronts. Yeah, but the heavy fronts, the plays you're going to try to use, you're going to get everybody up in there, and you you can't really run um, the, the plays where you're pulling the guard because somebody will run through the run through the line right behind them, follow them to the back. You're going to have to like double team up all the way up. A lot of duo stuff. Like right? A lot yeah, of yeah. duo stuff. You're going to have the two tight ends, three tight end packages. Like, okay, you can put that many guys on here. You got, okay, we got five linemen, tight end, that's six. Uh, we got... Another tight end, that's seven. Do we put another tight end in? That's eight. So now you got to have one more guy than we have. That's nine. That, that. Mm-hmm. So where's your ninth guy going to be and where is he going to fit into this front? Because we got enough guys to block your guys. And you bring the receiver kind of in to see if they're going to stay there and bring him out. And then they have to start thinking, is he moving in and out to see if, if, if he's – is he checking for man-to-man or is he checking if we're going to throw it down the field? And you got to, like, take a shot or two. You got to, like – you got to – Unfortunately, or fortunately, you got to take four or five shots down the field, even if you know they're not going to be hit, to start to stretch the defense. And you got to have, you know, I'd be practicing and hopefully he stays healthy. Slayton, I'm like, okay, kid, here's what we're going to do. We're going to motion you in, motion you out in these situations and take off. Like what? And take off. And like, what what do you want me to run? Okay, I want you to run post corner. And like, well, pump to the post and then we're going to throw it to the corner. But yeah, that was pretty much the route. That, yeah. That, so that you, and why you don't just, I'm just going to throw it. It's going to land about 40 yards out. I'm not going to see you <laughs> <laughs> because somebody's probably going to have their hand around my neck and my arm and my ear and poking me in the eye. And that's not a good thing to say anymore with Bellinger's injury, but you know, this, it's going to be ugly. So, but I'm, I'm going to throw it and it's either going to land right on the sideline or out of bounds. You'll have a chance to put, drag your toes. And that's what I would do. 201-939-4513. Let's get to the phone calls. But first, folks, just a reminder, please go and subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast. It's our other audio podcast, one of many. The podcast features a rapid reaction right after each game with one of our analysts. I believe Howard Cross. We're going to try to get you after the game against Houston. Paul Dettino will talk to you. Sorry, you have to talk to Paul. Sorry, that's I apologize okay. for that. Um, we, that's our rapid reaction after <laughs> each game. Uh, we have an episode midweek featuring a national analyst. Um, and then we have a game preview featuring a long-form interview with a current Giants player on the Friday episode. Bob Papa talks to Brian Dable. And we have an in-depth preview of that week's opponent with Lance and Paul. Search for the Giants Little Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or listen to the Giants app or Giants.com slash podcast. And again, this week we have a Report around table, Kim Jones, Art Stapleton, Paul Schwartz, and I do about 40, 45 minutes or so on, on the team. And then we're going to have Sean O'Hara with general manager Joe Shane as well. Make sure you go check that out. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I only charge time and a half for full time with Paul. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought it was going to be double, so mm-hmm. I will take the time and a half. Thank you. Uh, let's get to the phones. And remember, folks, we don't have a screener, so you're going to hear a click like this, and I'm going to ask you, 
What's your name and where are you calling from? <laughs> this is this is old school. Uh, I've taken it and I'm on the air. Yes. Yes. Okay. So very good. I called you, you and Howard last week. I uh, wanted to talk. Uh, to I'm Howard. sorry. Oh, oh, one second. Who who are you and, and where are you calling from? Yeah. <laughs> Bob from Western PA. Very there we Bob. go, Bob. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, I called last week and I stated that I, after so many misses on our hires, that I was so happy mm -hmm. that we finally got it right with the GM and the coach. And it's not just because we're six and two, because we could easily be two and six. You can, let's look at how close these games have been. Mm -hmm. But. I was surprised that you didn't pick up after I stated how happy I was with Dable that I named my last dog and I was embarrassed to admit it. Thanks, <laughs> I named my last dog JJ and you were trying to figure out yeah. whether I how we got it. We got it. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, well, anyway, well, that you didn't put him up for adoption, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I have a dog named Barkley. So, okay, um, there you go. Anyways, very so fitting for a dog. I wanted to state what I wanted to ask you guys today was I, at the beginning of this year, I thought there was like a two percent chance that Neil Jones could be our quarterback next year, and now it's almost like how could we not have him as our quarterback? I especially since he's got no receipt. Let me just ask this: put this question out there. In, uh, what they're paying this guy. Who would you rather have as a quarterback today, Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones? Ooh. I think it's close. That's – I'd probably go I Daniel. Mean, I'm, I'm everything, a, attitude, everything. No, no, it has yeah. something to do with – I would go Daniel Thanks. Jones because I can see what he – I see how he plays when there's no one there. I don't know right. what Kyler would do if there was no one there at his size. And, and getting a hit as frequently as Daniel does, Good point. I don't think Kyler could stand up to, you oh. know, not not with the offensive line that, that we've had for the whole time versus what he's been dealing with in, oh. in Arizona. And he has DeAndre Hopkins there yeah. now too. Yeah, Dan so, Daniel doesn't have a DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, so like, yeah, that, that's I would, I would go Daniel. Not you know, if 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 you put Daniel in Arizona, I think Dar Daniel flourishes. Uh, right. Yeah, but it's you know, there's a lot of bases, yeah. I think. Yeah. So there's no wide receivers. Yeah, but Bob, look. But again, the, the question you get to after the year is is what the cost is going to be there, and that's where it gets tricky. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I they should get to a deal now where Daniel is getting try and get it done now because they still got a half a year left, and he, Daniel would be taking a risk. What if he gets hurt again? Uh, give him a deal that's two, three years. He could still go back on the market, and yet it would be good for both sides. So you want to get and, him on the cheap um, is basically what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, you, you got, you... Uh, not on the cheap, it, because he still has to. He still has to prove it over a two-year, two, three-year period. But I, I, I'm bought in. I mean, I'm bought in now. He, he's he's built to handle New York and everything. And I, I, I thought I was gonna. Be retiring my uh, my color rush Daniel Jones jersey, but I think uh, I think it's going to be there next year. So um, well, well, I, I just hope I hope we make a move today, get something. And James cannot be the I don't care that he hasn't done it before. He did it twice. He cannot return kicks anymore. That's it. He lost that job. That, that's an echo. <laughs> And uh, let's get a wide receiver today. Somebody? Okay. Thanks, guys. No, I appreciate the call, Bob. Yo, Howard, we should talk about the trade deadline. We haven't talked about that yeah, yet. Your wait, thoughts? Wait, wait, the Daniel Jones thing uh, and signing him today and all this stuff, I know Daniel Jones' agent right now is like trying to like uh, sabotage this, this podcast because he does not want his players signed for cheap. <laughs> He's like, signed for cheap. What? Hey, get that guy off the phone. It's like it's it's hard, you know. We're playing with people's money and stuff. I just think that Daniel's doing a good job. He's just got to keep fighting, keep fighting to see how the year turns out and see what happens. You know, he could put himself in a position where you know, he could get franchised or something. I don't know, but you 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 got to keep fighting. You you can't go into it. It's kind of like uh, Lamar down in um, Baltimore. Can't go into it like, hey, look, I wanted a contract before the year started. Didn't get one. We'll talk about it after the year's up. I'm gonna play best I can. 
And that's what you can do. Heck, look at look at Kirk Cousins. It worked out for him, right? Hey, well, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins' captain franchise tag. How yeah. much money he pulled down? I'm telling you, man. A guy that's solar power, too. He doesn't play in his <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, Thoughts of the trade deadline today, Howard? Um, I don't think a lot's going to go on today. And I, and I don't think... And I, I think... Let's say... How do I explain this? I think all the big trades were made earlier on. They, people got what they wanted to get early on. It's like a guy like uh, Hunt down in Cleveland is a big time back. There are several teams that need him. Several teams that need him. Who's going to sign him? What are you going to give up for him? Like, right? Like, like, what are you going to give up for him? A fourth round pick? Can you sign him? They're talking about Chubb out of uh, out of Denver, the, the pass rusher. What in the world would you sign? Why would you bring that kid in knowing that you're going to have to pay him $40 million a well, year? Well, you, you would almost have to have that contract yeah. extension agreed to when you make the trade. Again, you can. You don't have to have anything. Like It's, it's just what are you going to like, – he's, he's going to require a first-round pick. It's like, so those guys are off to work. Jerry, uh, Judy out of uh, – uh, Denver, well, Dem- Judy out of Denver. I want to say, and again, we're, we're not, and we're not talking about players on other teams. We're just, just ta- discussing general, the, 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 the the reports big, that people have made yeah, of guys that might be available. I think he's one of the most fantastic route runners probably in the league right now. He's special in that aspect. What do you give up for him? Like, what, what do you like? You got to understand the the payment that that's got to go back and forth to get one. Yeah, of these this guys. is his third year, so then he's you know yeah he's pay com- him after he's, next year. Probably, yeah, he's yeah. coming up. So then I think the kid out of uh, from the Texans, the receiver out there, Cooks. Yep, he he's big time. He's but, been traded like three times already in his career. Yeah, but he's old, like nineteen million or something. Yeah, he's so fast. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but nineteen no, million dollars? Gotta, no, not nineteen million. Over no this year okay, yeah nineteen you. million going in next year so like it's it, it's tough to to find guys I think the guy from the Jets uh, who's been unhappy not getting enough targets which away. one they have two of them Elijah Moore and Denzel <laughs> well I think Elijah Moore is probably more the guy that probably has the bigger upside how do you how do you convince the Jets to let him go so the Jets are going to openly say hey look I don't want to trade this guy there's no way I'm gonna let him go so that means they're just driving his price up right so. Which team needs a receiver so bad that it's going to change their course? How about this trade? The trade just happened. What? Minnesota Vikings have acquired tight end TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. Interdivisional trade. He's a good player. I, I What did they give up for him? I do not have details on that <laughs> yet. I do not have details on that. Um, from the Detroit Lions, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's see if so, I got so, a. So Detroit here. probably gets like a fourth or a second. Vikings round. get. Oh, you got it. It's just from Schefter. Vikings uh, from ESPN. Vikings get tight end TJ Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth and a 2024 fourth. The mm-hmm. Lions get a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. So you got a two and a three, and you give up both of your fourth round picks. Two fours and Hawkinson. Yeah, that's. Correct. Not a lot. That's not. I mean, What's his contract situation. I, I don't know. What, he's a good player. He's a decent player, but like, you, you, like second round was he a second round draft pick when he came out? Yeah, he was. Okay, so they they, they trade for trade. Okay, I guess that makes sense. I, I don't know. Uh you know what? This is he's go heading into his fifth year option, so it's almost kind of like a rental, and then they're gonna have to pay him. So I guess that's why why you didn't get quite as much. Yeah, yeah, because they can't be sure that he's gonna sign. Right. So all right. And okay. I think it looks like his fifth-year option has been picked up already, and that's going to be next year. Mm-hmm. I do not see any. It's interesting. The Vikings and the, the apparently they remember the the Lions moved up in the draft to pick yeah. Jamison Williams. Yep, yep. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, they that was a trade with the Vikings too. So it's the second time those two front offices have worked to trade together. Well, it doesn't seem to be hurting, hurting or helping either either side. So it's all right. And that affects the Giants in two ways because they will not face T.J. Hawkinson when they play the Lions in three weeks, but they will play T.J. Hawkinson when they play the Vikings on Christmas Eve. So there you go. We're going to see him eventually. Yes. <laughs> you are Okay. You are going to see him eventually. 201-939-4513. Again, callers, I don't have a screener, so you're going to hear a click. And I'm going to ask you, hey, caller, what's your name and where you calling from? Hey, this is Atticus from the Poconos. How you guys doing? Atticus, what's up, man? Very good. All right. I think they always call in when Howard's there. <laughs> That's a big thing. There you go. And by the way, there's one more piece of news, Howard. It's not related to the NFL. Net, Nets fired Steve Nash. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like five games in, bro. Let me get this right. 
Kyrie Irving is lighting the world on fire with his comments. <laughs> Did they fire the coach? Yeah, that's that's how I see it too. It's a model of stability right now in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Atticus. I'm sorry. Wow. That's okay. I just got a couple of quick things. First, it was really cool to see Nick Gates on the field. Yeah, incredible man. story. I mean, everything he went through. I can remember the, the game <laughs> when it happened, and just like that pit in my stomach watching it. So you never want to see anything happen to a player, but that was rough. So to see him back on the field playing with some of the best players in the world was uh, truly special, you know? Yeah, it's a and, testament. Uh, yep. Real quick on the Seattle game, I kind of felt like, you know, I don't like this one. <laughs> I don't feel – I think Seattle was just playing at a high level from everywhere. And I, I listened to the show – Every day, yep. and I, I know that you guys had a segment where you were like, "Let's what, what's not for real about Seattle?" And I think it was John who said, "I tried to find something, but everything looks legit." I mean, it's just on who offense. They are. Yes, on on offense, everything looked legit. They looked very good. Yeah, and I mean the balance that they have is just is pretty impressive. And not listen, I'm a diehard Giants fan, but it was nice to see Geno doing well and I liked him when he was with the Giants. I've always really liked him, so it was nice to see him play well. Uh, I wish he wouldn't have done it against us, but you know, <laughs> it's it's good to see him doing okay and resurrecting his career the, the way that he has. Um and then I just wanted to say, like, I know there's a lot I wish that the talk about DJ would just go away. Like I like the guy. I think he's a good quarterback. When he was drafted, I was like, Who is this guy? I'm like on YouTube trying to look up tape on him. But I think the guy's playing very well. I don't I don't know what Dable and Shane are gonna do. I'm I'm kinda leaning towards them not not doing what a lot of fans want them to do and, and, and keep them around. Uh, but I don't think that's evidenced by the fact that they haven't signed a wide receiver either. I, I don't think that that means anything about Daniel Jones. And I also think that it's very telling that we talked about earlier in the season that, like, Tyrod Taylor's like the stopgap. If they were going to pull DJ and start to make a decision in a different direction, they might have put Tyrod Taylor in now. But the fact that DJ's played the way that he has, it says a lot of good things about his performance on the field, particularly considering the fact that who's he got to really throw the ball to? And not to minimize Slayton or Wondell Robinson, but you look at all of these teams where quarterbacks are doing well, you can pair them up with an all-pro type receiver. He has none of that. He's got third day, I mean, third string practice squad guys that he's throwing the ball to, and he's still able to perform at, at least pretty well, and have a manageable, a serviceable offense on the field. So it helps that we've got Saquon Barkley, but I don't know. I, I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse with the Daniel Jones thing. I know I've tagged you a number of times, John, on different ideas of what to do. Maybe a transition tag, a franchise tag, or something. That way we can still sign Barkley, but I really don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of uncertainty with Daniel Jones and who our quarterback is going to be. One thing I know for sure, we've played ourselves out of getting a top pick in a draft. So whatever's going to happen with a quarterback is not going to happen in, out of this year's draft anyway, whether something happens in free agency. And I don't know that there's anybody that I would want. That's correct. Um, what, what was that? No, I said that's correct. You're right. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, 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 Atticus, you're right. They, they're not going to have, like, a top five pick in the draft. Like, that's just not what's going to happen. You're 100% right. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the one last thing I'd like to just point out is I think that the assistant coaches, the guys that that are not household names, I'm not talking about Wink, I'm not talking about Cass, I'm talking about those guys. We, we don't know their names. They're doing a tremendous job. I mean, if you think about the fall-off from our starters to the guys who are coming in to replace them, it has not been that bad. It has You can't even tell in some cases. In some cases, there's been an improvement. You think about last year and a year before the fall. When Daniel Jones went out and Glennon came, that was, oh, my God. That was to go for a quarterback sneak from our own goal line two times on a drive, and I was at that game. I left after that. <laughs> And, and I, I, I've got club seats, so I pay a lot of money for my seats. And I left the game 
that was horrible. But this year, these guys are doing a, a, a great job, and I think they deserve more credit. And that's all I like to say today, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate the call. And I'll say this, too. If, if Joe Judge had Daniel Jones as his quarterback in that spot and not – was that from or Glennon? Was that from? Yeah. I think that was from. It was dark days. I yeah. <laughs> My point is that as it, much as he that would not have possible. ran two straight quarterback sneaks if, if it wasn't Jake Fromm at quarterback. Again, yes. dark he, dark days. Yes, let's let's not re, let's not revisit. And, and by the way, no no offense, I, I appreciate the callers, and, and we do have some great uh, uh, you know coaches. I, I would like to say offensive line coach DB, Bobby Johnson, defense yep. D back coach Jerome Henderson uh, would be would, would come right to mind instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, just 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 those just there you know anywhere else probably also. But dude, how about even the wide receiver coach? The, I mean, what what Mike Gross had to deal with this year? He's done the best I, he can. I, I would say the tight end. And coach, because yeah. we didn't know who was, who wasn't going to do or who was going to be where. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as uh, <laughs> when you you know, and I, and I'm not besmirching Mark Glennon at all. Not the most talented physical person, and he looked like he had a bad back when he walked. He looked like people. He's kind of like Big Bird. Yeah, but like but, Bird. but no, but he looked like you know when I saw him, I'm like man, he must be hurt. He looks like he has a bad back. Like, no, he's healthy. I'm like really. So I like that to me was like okay if that's your backup quarterback, you're in trouble if your quarterback goes down. Yeah, I thought he was like oh well maybe he, you know he's he'll be all right. And he one one series I'm like man he must have got hit. They're like no he's he's walking like he always walks. I'm like wait a minute, what? Like that right there was like the the, the lack of talent that you had in in certain positions. That there was no amount of coaching that was going to help some of that. That's all I can say. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Call, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? I think it's me, Scott from New Mexico. It is, Scott. What's going on? Hi. Uh, listening to all your points, I think they're all relative. Uh, but the reality of the situation is the Giants rank 26th in offensive stats. They've improved five points. From last year, they're scoring at 20.4 as yep. opposed to 15. Mm-hmm. Now, Scott, and remember this too, Scott. They, they were scoring more points per game before Jones got hurt last year. Right. That average went way down once Glennon Correct. and Fromm started yeah. quarterback. Right, so it's skewed a little differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rushing yards and passing yards is where the real discrepancies are. Rushing yards, there's only two teams better than the Giants. Uh, if you saw the performance last night of Nick Chubb and what that offensive line could do, uh, they literally moved Cincinnati uh, around like they didn't even exist. Yeah, Nick, and Nick Chubb is an excellent player. Correct. I think he's the best back, actually, in football so, right now. So is Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they both are. <laughs> True. And, and if you take one player out of the line, which is why the job that uh, Dable has done, if you just took Jamar, Jamar Chase out of the lineup, Cincinnati didn't even look like a team. Uh, they just got demolished. And the same thing could be said by, for the Raiders. They got Devontae Adams, and what, what's their record right now? So we concentrate so much on one or, or two players and forget that it takes 22 guys to win a football game, not just one. And my point is this. Uh, with the discrepancy, even though we're rushing, there's only one, actually two teams better than we are rushing yards. Uh, one you'll never guess. Uh, one is Cleveland, and the other one you'll never guess who that is. And the passing yardage that we have right now is about just about 1,300 yards, which ranks us basically. Uh, there's only two teams that are worse. So uh, your point, John, a couple of weeks ago about getting the ball down the field is relative, and I think we have some receivers that can do that. I keep saying repeatedly. The record that we have, 6-2, and two, is, is great. But that being said, if we could bolster the offensive line to give Daniel Jones a little bit more time and create more passing avenues, and that's going to come with time, they might have a, even a better record. And one key that I wanted to ask Howard about mm-hmm. is uh, the loss of Daniel Bellinger, I think, is significant because he was starting to work into the lineup. And if you look at the great teams, uh, most of them have good or great tight ends. Uh, Baltimore is an example with Mark Andrews. We already talked about Kelsey, uh, Hayden Hurst. You can go down the list of teams. So how do you make up the difference? There's a player on the Giants that played a little in Seattle. I think his name was Lawrence Cager. And yeah, the tight end, yep. 
Yep, and he was wide open on a play. He might have even scored had Daniel hit him, and that's because they haven't worked together, I know. But how significant would it be to the Giants to get that tight end that can really make a difference? Because the teams, when you get into uh, you know the, the uh, red zone, a great tight end can really make the difference in, in creating more points for you. And right now, that's what the Giants need. They're... they're Defense is lights out, even with all the players that are missing. Mm-hmm. And so, in your opinion, can what can be done? Is Lawrence Cager the answer? Because he has speed and he looks like he can block. Myrick and I think it's Haddison is his name? Hudson. The other two tight ends? Uh, Tanner Hudson. Hudson. Tanner Hudson, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, they don't seem like they can get down the field other than, you know, that they had one long pass play, but that was in garbage time. Hudson can run a little bit. Right, but but what the, can they can they get two tight ends on the line to to make them more effective? Because no one can block like you did, but the point is Daniel Bellinger could block and could get down the field and was just working into the offense. Yeah. So what's required now as we move forward? Should they be looking for a tight end if they can find one, but somebody that can move the the ball? down the field because they're going to have to do that, which is relative to John's point. You have to start being able to throw the ball down the field. And I'll be glad to take your answers off the air, guys. Thanks Thanks, again. Scott. All right, so number one, uh, just so he knows that Daniel's had more time than he's had in his entire career this year. So I, I want to make sure that you know, when fans are hearing people say, like, you got to get the ball down the field. And Daniel needs – well, Daniel's got time. That's what we've been talking about, the, the deficiency in receivers the entire time. So Slayton's kind of come back into the fold, so to speak. He's the one guy with enough speed that you can throw the ball down the field to, and some of the plays are going to be throwaway plays. They're going to have to be like, hey, look, this is like I'm just going to do it. right? So, and, and that's going to make teams lean the safety over the top of him more so that maybe if you throw the ball to him – more than once down the field, we're going to start trying to, okay, we're going to try to intercept it. But like I said, throw it to the out, outside. Make sure you're throwing it where it's either him or the sideline that's going to catch it, nobody else. That's the only way to, quote, unquote, start to move the defense back and try to pull them back off the ball. As far as the tight ends go, Kendrick could be the guy that could, that could uh, you know, fill in for a little more of the receiving part of what Bellinger had. But I don't know, you know. Bellinger was so effective in in inline blocking, uh, standing up and blocking, uh, and running routes that it's hard to replace a guy that's, that's able to do both. You know, when, because if you can do both, there's no okay. Well, that's the passing tight end coming in. Back in the day, towards the end of my career, it was like bring in Pete Mitchell. Howard Cross is out of the game. We're not gonna throw the ball. We're not throwing the ball this time because you know Howard's in the game. He's he's not gonna catch the ball. It was it was just it was just a given. I'm out there limping with with the bad knees and everything, and he's. Okay, cool. Understand. When you have a player that's really healthy and can go both in line and then run passes, it's a little harder to you know defend them. Sure. So and you got a couple guys that you know Hudson's got 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 still got some legs and stuff. He'll be able to run down the field, but the stretching of the field is going to come from the outside. That's where it always comes from. Yeah. Look. You can run down the seam a little bit, but if you yeah, want to, all you got to do is put somebody in the middle. Howard, <laughs> people, people are afraid of speed. And, uh, hey, and, man, can't teach it. Can't teach it. <laughs> can't teach it. That's why the forty-yard dash at the combine, people kind of pay attention to that. Yeah, you can't teach speed. It, it, which is funny. Like I said, the difference in football from today and from when I played is just like you have a lot more athletes on the field, and I, I don't think people realize this. You have these guys that are phenomenal athletes, but they're not football players. All right, then in my day it was like football players that were phenomenal athletes. The Deion Sanders, the Bo Jacksons of the world, Barry Sanders of the world, Daryl Greens of the world. You're talking about, you know, Willie Galtz and people like Olympic type speed that could play. Like Reggie White was like over 300 pounds, probably ran a 4.640. He was just some massive dude. You just had big guys that, that were like that, but they were football players solely. You know, they weren't going to go out and do something else. That's what they were doing. Like, forgive me. Carl Banks, Lawrence Taylor, Harry Carson, like let me just do Giants for, for instance, like the football players. So the the athletes are now in the world. Like athletes, they're different. So like athletes get injured different ways, and they they 
they, and I say this all, we keep saying this over and over, they, they play one sport constantly, they train one sport constantly, and that's where the injuries come in. But as far as for what we're looking for today, Bellinger is more of the old school football player who can do everything they're asking him to do. All right, let's go back to the calls. Uh, caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? This is Charlie from Portland, Maine. It's been a couple weeks, have... Charlie. Are you okay? I was starting to worry about <laughs> yeah. you up there. Dude, he couldn't. He was no. waiting for that loss, man. He was waiting for the he loss. He was waiting for the loss. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have nothing to talk about. they got to lose a game eventually. No, I tried <laughs> to joking. get in last week. I couldn't get in. I'm joking, anyway, Charlie. <laughs> what do you got? I, I know you are. I, I have a cross to bear. No, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> no look, um, I, I, you know, Hey, I just got a question for you, John. Was it as loud at the stadium as that, that it sounded like on TV or not? Howard, oh, 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 no, no. It wasn't as loud as it sounded like on TV. It was louder than that. I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, it'll be showing yeah. Howard, Howard's on the sideline, so I, he would I, answer much better than I could. I was so impressed. We had only one false start. I couldn't believe it. Oh, we had two. Well, two. Dude, I couldn't yeah. hear, I couldn't hear the, the broadcast. I, I, had, <laughs> I had my head... My cans on as loud as they could go, just so I could hear the bro. I'm like, what is going on? And, and he is like noise canceling. <laughs> I'm like, that was re- it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. Well, they they played a part, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, look, <clears throat> when you have the 29th defense in the league, stop in, in run defense, stopping our running game, stopping Barkley, and just. Jones, just stop his run. That's all. He's one-dimensional. That's all every other team has to do is stop Jones from running, stop Barkley, you know, maybe he can get 100 yards. That's all you got to do. We're one-dimensional. We can't throw the ball. And I saw the game. They actually played it up here on Fox. Mm -hmm. And there were guys open. So I don't want to hear that no wide receivers were open. Who was open, Charlie? Hudson. You mean mean Lawrence Cager? Yeah, that one and Hudson was open. The other the, the other tight end. Is his name Hudson? Yeah. I don't I don't know what yeah, you're talking would, about, but okay. Oh, I know what he's talking about. He's talking about the play late in the game when he threw it over yeah, Hudson eight, trying to trying to get the first down. Yeah. He, oh, he went okay, for two you. yards, yeah. he was wide open. Yeah. There were many plays like that. Jones doesn't have you you know, they say like the scramble play. You know why our wide receivers don't scramble when Jones is running around? Because they know he's gonna run. He's not going to throw the damn ball. Charlie, are you telling me the Giants have a good receiving core? Is is and and Jones is the problem? It's a is, better. Is, is that what you're okay, telling me? Let, let, mm-hmm. Let's go here, John. Okay, <clears throat> who did Shane? Pick, I told you he was pick? waiting for the loss. <laughs> who, who did Shane pick for his the second round? He dropped back three times or twice to get this dude right. Wandell. So for God's sakes, make him a priority. He only got three targets in this game. No, that's true. This dude, this dude is your second-round pick. He's a fast guy. He's a quick guy. Get him the ball. How Speed tall is him he? Up. Make him the number one wide receiver with him, and they don't mm-hmm. utilize him. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, Charlie, 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 Charlie. He, he, he did lead the he did lead the team in targets the two prior weeks. Just FYI. And Charlie, just so you just so you also understand the way that the defense are, are playing are starting to play, they're squeezing up. When you watch the game, watch every team. If you can watch other games as well, watch this. We have eight guys in the box, which is like yep. you know a common thing. Look how close they're standing to the receivers on the outside. And look how and the safeties aren't starting deep. Either, yeah. By so the way. so the thing the thing that I'm trying to explain to you is that nothing against the receivers. We already been talking about that. We need to figure out something with the receivers. But when they're standing that close to you, it's because they're like, okay, he's not getting biased. So when you talk about, you know, whatever receiver, I don't care where he is, who he is, or, or what kind of pressure, you give Daniel time. He, he some, I've watched games where he's had time and there's nobody yeah. open. Well, I, I've watched games where he's had time and there are people open. Yeah, but there, uh, look, there, there's more. But there, well, the, it doesn't, it ball, doesn't right? matter what he's supposed to be. If you're watching, the, if, if I put ball. you in the backfield and I snap the ball to you yeah. and you have a read, one, you take your look, two, you yeah, take your look, Yeah, that's about how fast Daniel goes, three, too, just what you're talking. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I got it, but you get to three. I'm doing this for you, so we're, so we're on the same page. After you go to three, 
and you start to jog around a little bit to see if who's getting open, sometimes the guys still aren't open. And that's what we're, you know, everybody's been like, are they going to get a receiver by the 4 o'clock today? Are they going to get somebody that's going to be a difference maker by 4 o'clock today? No, the way not. That's yeah. exactly right. The way that you, the way that, the way that defense, offenses are designed, there's a, you try to have a guy or two guys that can take the top off of a defense. That means the safeties can't stand within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage because they got to be back because if you don't, that guy's going to get the ball. And if you well, don't, and it, it, that might be Slayton, but I, I, John and I said this earlier, I don't know if you were listening, they're just going to take some garbage passes and just throw the ball down the field at him. And what I mean by garbage passes is like, hey, yeah, if yeah, he's open, right. he's open. If he's not open, it's going to go out of bounds just over his head, but they're going to have to back up to make sure that he yeah, doesn't get it. Yeah, they're going to have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. but, what, what's gonna, but, but what's going to happen is they're going to slide the safety to that side to prevent you. He's going to be running so hard to the sideline to catch that ball that's going to be over Slayton's head that you're going to get one shot at it, and then they're going to slide back up again. It's going to, you're going to have to, it's going to, like, the options for, the, the, when you see teams that do it, like, when you watch Philadelphia, they, they got one guy on one side, Smith, and Brown on the other side. Smith will take the top off the defense, and Brown will take the top off the defense. It's it's nothing you can do. It's like, okay, we got to slide the safeties out to try to stay with them, and they're still catching balls. We don't have that. Yeah. And look, Charlie, we're not arguing with you. Look, it, yeah. this is this is a tough thing to sustain, yeah. not being able to throw the ball it's, consistently it's, week it's to going, week. And it, and it needs to get better. No question about it if you want to keep winning consistently. We're not arguing with you. Hey, the, only, the only person I can think of that could maybe make these receivers, you know, and I'm not beating on our receivers to death. It's just you you are what you are. It's like you only have this much ability. It's your this much ability. They they they're, and they're playing, giving you everything they got for what they have. Mm-hmm. And the, Darius Slayton's had a nice few games. Yeah, he really has. <laughs> the only person I could Doing think a great of job. that could really help if we can go back in the time machine and get the Tom Brady from like twenty twenty three when he had all those little midget receivers out there. <laughs> so like Wondell can be West Welker. <laughs> yeah, so you can just bring. Hey, Howard, you just Howard, can't do that though. Don't forget uh, Miller time. He's, he he is back on the Giants. He can. Uh, he was a wide receiver in Maine, and he can he can take the top off, especially down the seam. He's a tight end, but he's really a wide receiver. He's on the practice squad. I hope they activate him after the bye because I think he can really help in the in the uh, receiving game. So. What's the deal with the activations, John? When they activate you, how long can you be active? Like they activate? Is he a tight end or a receiver? John? He, he is. He is a tight end. He's on the practice. Squad. Okay, so let's say they activate him. Let's say he. Let's say you get three yeah. activations before you have to get put on the regular season roster. Wait a minute. So, like three games or three activations? Three games, basically. Well, we're not going to activate him. It's not a game. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You only activate him if he's going to play the game. Okay. So, if you activate him now, and then let's say Bellinger's back, and I think an eye socket thing usually is like six weeks, seven weeks. It, it, yep. it depends on what the season's like, if he's probably going to be back or not. But if the season's mm-hmm. still like it's going now, they'll probably bring him back. Then you either that kid stays and somebody else goes, or so that's, that's like you got to. Be thinking down the road on that. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to see them that kid be out of the the fold. <laughs> if you need, thank him you, that Charlie. Late. We got to run. Yeah. Okay, if, guys. If you need him that late in the season, you know what I'm saying? Because he's mm-hmm. potentially could be somebody that could, you know, if they, if, especially if he gets his blocking down a little bit more, he he could be another threat at tight end. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org/cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. We'll take a couple more calls here. Call, you're on the air. What's your name and where you calling from? Angelo from Dallas. Angelo, what's up? Angelo. Not much, not much. Quick question. I've been trying to listen to uh, your callers and stuff. What, um, do you all agree that we should, for the right price, make a move for a receiver at this time, at the trajectory we are uh, with the record? I think, well, I think the 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 key phrasage there is right price. And I think that's where it's going to be tough to square the circle as the old expression goes, because yeah, you would love to get an upgrade, but look, I'm not, 
and you guys have known what my opinion going into the season, what my priorities were. Things obviously change when you're six and two. I get that, but I'm not interested in trading day two picks away for a stopgap measure and wide receiver. And 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 more so than that, and and I know that we're having a a a really good season compared to what we everyone assumed. You got to build. You yeah, know, right. You, you got to mm-hmm. build. You got to build for the future. If you go out and pull up a receiver that you're almost a rental player <laughs> or you know or somebody that's going to need a huge contract next year you're in the same boat that you were in before so you kind of have to yeah, be you, 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 it's, it's, I'm not a GM but I know you have to be mindful of okay we're having some success we've got great coaching we're doing good how much more can I add and not you know jumble with what we look like we want going it's kind of like what co- what the Cowboys have right now this is a great great example the cowboys have a really really good team they've added one they, yeah they had right. they added one player uh in defense uh defensive lineman big hank big hank to try to try to get it they can't really add anything else they're trying to add a wide receiver apparently based on reports yeah but but, but if they do, yeah but if they do it's going to throw off the the flow whether they know it or not, you, they, they're okay. You got a def, you got a championship defense. You got decent enough players. Stay with kind of where you're at, so you can so you can make that next move and take the next step. If they're adding a receiver, he takes possessions from the backs, which are really carrying them, and maybe the receiver that that they're trying to, that they've made number one. And I agree that we shouldn't get a rental player, but uh, but uh, but a receiver that. Um, can uh, even on a rookie contract, or even if you have to pay next year, that can take Daniel Jones or that team, move the safety a little bit, have somebody uh, that can put, a, I guess, be a headache player, if you will, as P. Dot says for the well, defense. Yeah, but it, Angelo, but it, I don't know if you're getting a headache player. That's the thing. I don't think well, that I, guy yeah, is I agree. available. I, I agree you know what that. I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's, yeah, I agree, and that's pushing it. But I do see uh, we're, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, no receivers, you know. But he gets that cat. He gets that that um, excuse, if you will. But even other, if you take Justin Jefferson off, if you take, I mean, even it took uh, Patrick Mahomes time to to do without Tyreek Hill. It took even Tannehill time to do without AJ Brown. So I do believe that we do need that receiver that can oh, possibly yeah. do something different with the offense. No question, we agree um, with you on and that. Er, er, and with with talking about receivers. Kenny Galladay has been in two different systems, and we believe, uh, at least I do, believe that this system or this offensive staff we have now, a little more creative, be able to get receivers open. Do you think that's an indictment on the creativity of us? Maybe indictment's a long word. Is that on Kenny Galladay? Not to say he's not practicing hard or playing hard because he did get injured on a one play, but is that more on Kenny or more on offensive staff or the fit? Because it seems like even from where Dayball came from and from where Casper came from, it wasn't a big, tall guys. They were more shifty, get separation in their systems. So you think this is more Kenny or this is more offense? Appreciate the call, Angelo. Thanks a lot, man. I don't, I don't think it's a system fit situation. Um, I think that uh, when Kenny was at Detroit, the ball came to him a lot. Yeah. And I think that he was their, their number one option. Um, and in all fairness to Kenny, you know, I've heard the term that he was a great 50-50 ball. Uh, receiver, and I tell people this all the time. Again, no, no, no offense to Kenny. Fifty-fifty mean you're not open. And they're like, "Oh, well, you know." I'm like, "No, that's what it means. If it's fifty-fifty, somebody's standing beside you." <laughs> Generally, yes, that yeah, is correct. You, know, you might be taller, stronger, more gifted than they are, but you're standing right beside them when it's fifty-fifty. That's why both of you have an equal chance of getting to the football. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that when when the caller's asking. Is it the system or is it Kenny or is it whatever? It's a little bit of everything in the situation when a player comes into a system and he's trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coaches have expectations of, okay, I need you open. We want to make things as simple as possible for everyone. And, again, him trying to get to that quick, being you know fluid moves, either he's going to be a, a burner and goes down the field or he's going to make some quick moves and be wide open. And that's where your targets come. Because most of the guys that are getting the ball, every once in a while he'll throw it in a tight coverage situation. But most of the time, if he has time, he's throwing the ball to open guys. Final call of the show. Koa, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Brendan calling from New Jersey. I know you guys are right up against it, so I'll try to make my points pretty quick. Thanks. Um, so um, when it comes to the trade deadline today, I am ecstatic that we're 6-2. and two, But I also feel like... There's one name that we could possibly trade for, and that's Jerry Judy. And I don't think that does 
going to happen. And the one reason I say that is because everybody's talking about all these other receivers. Brandon Cooks, if we get him, he's a rental player, and his contract is at least $18 million, which we don't have the cap space to play for next year. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore, same thing. So we're not going to get him. Jerry Judy is the only re- receiver that is on a rookie contract that can fit our cap space, number one. Number two, if you listen to this regime, they're always talking about looking for the right player. Everybody that they've brought in, whether it be a free agent or whether it be in the draft or something like that, has some sort of connection to this staff. Jerry Judy is the only player that has a connection to this staff and could be the right player because Dable worked with him down in Alabama. So I don't think it's going to happen, but that's the only person who I can say we possibly could try and trade for. Yes, um, I will say that, Brendan, real quick, I just don't agree. I think from a contract perspective and where he is, I think that does make sense in age with Judy. But I do think that he, he's you know. a year away or two years away from his next contract. He has his fourth year, and then you have the fifth-year option yeah. if you want. Yeah. But I will say this. While Judy is not a purely slot-wide receiver, he's not. He can play outside. Mm-hmm. He's also like 180 pounds. So he's, he's a guy that is a route runner, as Howard likes to call him, a really good route runner. He gets separation. He's fast. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that will play inside a lot, and that is where you want to play Wondell Robinson. So I, I wonder if that is a factor. I wouldn't make it a determining factor, but I wonder if that is something that they would think about. I, again, I, I I understand, and and people want want us to get a receiver right now and give away draft picks, and and, and Jerry Judy's costing you a second yeah, round. He's going to cost right? you. That's what he's costing I, you. I'm just going to say hope. If, unless there's somebody that you know that you're not have to give a lot up for, hold hold tight. It's going to be a very wide receiver friendly draft next year and it's going to shock a lot of people like how many guys that come out they're going to make a big difference it doesn't do anything for you today and i know everything's about we got to do it now but if you're going to build your team hold on to those picks man because this is going to be a, a, a receiver rich draft what's your second point brendan yeah i absolutely agree with what you guys said and it seems like it's a wide receiver rich draft every year now um but uh my other point just going back to the seattle game really quickly was that um, I've seen this regime make, uh, in terms of coaching staff, make a lot of uh, adjustments half- at halftime and everything like that. And the one thing I feel like I was a little disappointed with in this particular game was I didn't see the adjustments on the offensive side uh, in terms of to what they were doing. And what I mean by that is we've been hearing all offseason and we've been seeing it in terms of on the offense every week, in terms of we've always talked about this pre-snap motion and everything like that. And I'm not saying guys weren't in motion, but I saw a lot of guys moving in motion, maybe like Wandale coming over to the other side to form a trips formation on the right. But I didn't see any of that like orbit pre-snap motion or any like jet sweep motion or anything like that that may give us a matchup or give us a uh, uh, something where we can use Wandale's speed and maybe get him sprinted out or something like that or on a or a linebacker or get somebody moving that gives him that that added separation. Now Brendan, real like quick. I would have liked to yeah. No, no, real fast. Just just FYI, in the first half, the Giants had 3 3 and outs. They had a 29-yard drive and then they had a 4 3 and outs, part of me. A 29-yard drive and then they had the 2-yard drive for a touchdown, right? In the second half, they had a 79-yard drive, they had a 45-yard drive. And they had a 46-yard drive. So the offense was measurably better in the second half, even if it only resulted in field goals and didn't result in touchdowns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not arguing that point. And, and even I think Darius Slayton mentioned it afterwards that he was happy with um, the fact that they were moving the ball in the second half and they did have those sustained drives and that they were happy with that that gave the defense a rest and everything like that. I just feel like I would have just liked to see a little bit more um, in terms of with the play calling to maybe maximize and get those players that we like to get into open space into open space. Because a couple of times I did see uh, Wandell kind of just like off the line, just kind of back up into a screen where it was kind of like a decoy or something like that. And I just didn't see them moving him to get like a quick slant or something like that or, or sprint out where even on the, on the touchdown in the trips formation, uh, Wandell's first touchdown, he ran and split out and ran into the flat, and then, you know something like that. Right. Um, but other than that, I'm very pleased with where we are at six and two. I would have signed up for that at the beginning of the season. So everything from now um, is kind of kudos. And off the break, we do have a couple of favorable games. But I will say this: don't get ahead of ourselves on the Texans game because they are actually coming off of a mini buy themselves because they're the Thursday night game this week. 
So they're going to have a lot of extra time to be able to prepare for us going into that first game for us after the bye. Good call. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks a lot. And look, Thank no, you. And, like, and like I've said a million times, no game for this Giants team is going to be easy the way they play. It's just uh, They're I, all going to be close games. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, the way the year is kind of shaping up and the way teams are playing all around the league, that it's just, you know, hit or miss a, a lot with everyone. Uh, we've just been able to keep games close. And then in the last quarter, inside of the last 10 minutes, inside the last five minutes, that it becomes a pressure situation for for the other team. Yeah. Uh, and if in this case we we broke under the pressure with the two fumbles and stuff, but I, most of the time it goes the other way. Howard, enjoy your bye weekend. All right, brother. You too. You can find Howard Cross on the golf course over the next six days. You will not <laughs> find me until Monday at twelve thirty on. I'll be Giants. in South Bend for the game. And Big Blue Kickoff Live will be back. And Howard won't be alone in South Bend either, is my understanding. Um, but that's a story for another day. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Check out the Giants on a podcast. We'll see you next time, everybody. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.